Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bat. Well, folks, here we are on a uh, Tuesday morning, the, what is today, the 7th, the 7th. Uh, and we're uh, here early because the uh, Twins have a uh, preseason baseball game, spring game down here in Florida, starting at noon. So we will try to cover as much as we can in a two-hour period of the, of the number of things that are happening. First of all, to bring you up to date on a couple of things from yesterday. Remember yesterday we talked about the fact that some people that had gone down to, um, I think it's Montemoros, uh, Mexico, had... Uh, Four or five of them were abducted. This is just minutes inside the border from Mexico. Uh, Now, I got to tell you, I'm not going to make any judgmental calls on this other than to say this. I saw the pictures of the people that have been abducted. If, If there was a look that would describe drug use, it would be that. But I'm not saying that's the case. I I have no idea at this point. All I know is the latest information. They showed video last night of these people being kidnapped and abducted. They were beaten in the streets in broad daylight with cars in the traffic lanes, stopped, trying to get out of the way of this uh, obviously thug, a a bunch of uh, uh, hooligans. I don't know what you'd call them. They're a bunch of terrorists that were taking these kids out of one car, beating them, dragging them by their hair and by their necks to another vehicle, throwing them, visibly throwing them in the back of a white pickup truck, and then taking off with them. Well, the word this morning is they have found two dead bodies of, uh, they believe, of at least the four or five that were taken yesterday. No word yet what exactly was going on. There has to be a belief that there was some connection to the drug industry, which is run, that whole area is run by cartels. So uh, as we find out more information, we'll let you know. But it, it, it appears like somebody got in the way of some transactions that were going on, and they got beaten and dragged away, and now they found at least a couple of them dead already have no idea who these people are what well they know who they are but they don't know what 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 they were doing there what uh who they were confronted by who they were hijacked by and only time will tell so we'll just leave it at that now also we're a very compressed time frame today so i gotta let you know right off the bat that if you remember last winter when you swore you'd do something about old drafty windows that were costing you a fortune on your heating bill Well, and now you find yourself in the same spot again, turning up the heat, getting raked over the coals on heating your home. Well, you you know what? You got to stop the madness. Have less Gromdahl window and siding. Install new energy-efficient Infinity by Marvin uh, Ultrex fiberglass replacement windows, which are energy-effective and protect you and your wallet from excess energy bills. All you got to do today is call Les Grumdahl Window and Siding at 728-3060 or simply visit lesgrumdahl.com on the internet. So, you know what, Kenny? When you need new windows or doors, who are you going to call? Les Grumdahl, Duluth Central, class of 1975, and a heck of a nice guy. And a good-looking man as well. (laughs) All right. Well, we're into it today, so uh, we're going to get started here. Look, there are so many things to talk about. Tonight, you are going to start seeing, if you are a fan of uh, Tucker Carlson uh, on Fox News, you're going to start seeing video that has been provided 
by House uh, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy has provided access to uh, Tucker Carlson to review 41,000 hours of video footage of the Capitol riot that supposedly took place on January 6th. Brad, it was uh, an insurrection! Yeah, no, as it's appearing, Kenny, like it may not have been that. Well, that's not what <laughs> CNN said. They said it's an well, insurrection. That's I not know. what MSNBC yeah. said. I know, I know, I know. Well, I, I guess, I guess all I can tell you is maybe you need to watch some of this, uh, some of this testimony, and you need to watch some of the, uh, some of the uh, show from Tucker Carlson, and make a judgment for yourself. But according to uh, to people that have seen a lot of this. Uh, the footage of the Capitol riot demolishes claims by Democrats and by the mainstream media, some of those, that an insurrection occurred. We are about to show you, this was uh, taken right from yesterday's first footage showing, we're about to show your surveillance footage from inside the United States Capitol. The images you will see were recorded 26 months ago today on January 6th, 2021. Carlson, a co-founder of the Daily Caller and honorary board member of the Daily Caller News Foundation, said until now, politicians have kept this tape hidden from the public. There is no legitimate justification for that, and there never has been. Never before seen video of January 6th shows Jacob Chansley the the QAnon shaman, this is the guy that wears the buffalo headdress, remember? Being led through the Capitol by police the entire time that he was in the building. Not handcuffed, just being guided around. This QAnon shaman, Jacob Kansley. Republican Representative Kevin McCarthy of, of California, the Speaker of the House, provides Carlson... Uh, Carlson with access to over 41,000 hours of video footage of the Capitol riots. Axios uh, news news, uh, uh, news program reported previous reports indicated that the amount of footage was about 14,000 hours, but they've found 41,000. Hundreds of people stormed the Capitol building during the certification of the election votes on January 6th. The Capitol police officers shot and killed one of those, an unarmed female uh, Air Force veteran. Once you see the video, you will understand why, taken as a whole, the video record does not support the claims that January 6th was an insurrection. Carlson said in voiceover showing some of the released footage. In fact, it demolishes that claim. That is exactly why the Democratic Party and its allies in the media prevented you from seeing it, Carlson continues. By controlling the images you are allowed to view from January 6th, they control how the public understands that day. Carlson also addressed claims from Democrat and liberal media outlets who criticized the release of the footage. See, isn't it interesting how you have, uh, Kenny, some of the sources that you talked about, you know, CNN, MSNBC, criticizing that this information was given out to the general public. They wanted it kept hidden so they could put their own agenda and their own spin to what happened. Our producer had unfettered access to the Capitol surveillance video. Neither the Speaker's office nor the bosses at Fox News interfered in any way 
with our investigation. And the 40,000 plus hours of tape, most of it turned out to be irrelevant, Carlson said. Static shots of empty rooms, in some, in some cases far from the Capitol itself. To find relevant videotape, our producers were given the use of Capitol computers with advanced mapping software that made it easy to find where we were and where and what we were looking for. This is a uh, this is TV product, producer guy that the that the J6 committee hired to produce these hearings. We learned from Tucker tonight that he doctored a video of several members of Congress being ushered out of the Capitol on January 6th to make it look like Josh Howley was running away on his own. Here is the full video, and you'll be able to see it, a lot of it tonight, on Tucker Carlson and over the next number of nights that the January 6th committee left out of the hearing. The usual hypothesis in Congress and on cable news has been howling about how we're putting lives at risk by showing this tape to the public, given that these are the very same people who supported open borders and defunded the police. It is hard to take this complaint serious. We do take security serious, Tucker Carlson added. Uh, Before airing any of these videos, we check first with the Capitol Police. We are happy to say the reservations were minor, and for the most part, they were responsible. Carlson uh, added that the only change that was made was to obscure details of an interior door in the Capitol building. So, again, I I think there were some individuals that got out of hand on, uh, on January 6th. Individuals, many of them were plants like this shaman from Cunan. Uh, but you make the judgments yourself now that after almost two years, you finally will be able to see some of the unspliced and undoctored video starting tonight. Well, in addition to that, I tell you, I keep looking at what the state of Minnesota is doing down in the Capitol. Kenny, I'm telling you, I shake my head. I, well, I believe happening? we... Well, I think we we have turned a corner in Minnesota where we're no longer living in the Minnesota that you and I grew up in. We're now living in some wonk, uh, goofy, goofyville. For example, it's Bill the crazy. H- it's the crazy it side, Brad. Yeah, there's normal yeah. and crazy <laughs> and crazy. Yeah, and we got a lot of crazies going on in the Capitol. <laughs> This House Bill, HF 2095, amends existing statutes dealing with prenatal uh, substance use. In doing so, it has replaced the words mother and woman with pregnant person. In other words, I guess I guess you I guess a man could be pregnant, huh? I mean, I I was always taught that that no. was pretty much impossible. To it have is. Happen, but... <laughs> Well, well, then, then what is the need to replace the words mother and woman Again, with pregnant person? They're on the side of crazy. Remember, Brad, oh, back in the yeah. day when you went to the traveling circus and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and had... The guy would introduce, this is the half gorilla, half yes, human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we got going on at the Capitol, a lot of that. Representative Ruth Richardson's bill would replace the words woman and mother with the term pregnant person. 
The DFL making its way through the Minnesota legislature would replace the words mother and woman with the term pregnant person in some state statutes. The bill, HF 2095, amends existing statutes dealing with prenatal substance use. In doing so, it replaces the word woman and mother with pregnant person. Republicans objected to the change, probably saying, this is nuts, this is crazy, Uh, hearing Thursday. Mothers are women. Pregnant people are women. A pregnant people are mothers. These are all facts. The facts that we have to have a test, a testifier come up here and just state basic biological reality is a sad testament to the state of where our culture is headed today, said Representative Walter Hudson from Elbertville. Having given birth to two babies, represent. <laughs> oh, here she goes. Our new representative, Kenny. Having given birth to two babies, Representative Natalie Zelesnikar said she finds the change completely offensive. Well, doesn't, doesn't the- it kind of dehumanize to some degree? I mean, when you say birthing person, and then you can ask the question, well, is that person a man or a woman? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like you said, it's crazy, Bill. We'll be right back after this. Your Twin Ports home for Twins baseball. In the corner. KDAL. KDAL time, 1026, 29 and calm and lots of sunshine here in Duluth, Brad. And we do have mm. we do have Twins baseball at noon. Uh, Twins baseball at noon. Of course, this is uh, exhibition baseball versus yeah. Baltimore, the Baltimore Orioles, noon on this radio station. And then we do have later on on KDAL, we have 6 o'clock yeah, tonight. Maybe. We have Timberwolves basketball versus Philadelphia. And on our That's brother station, 710 AM, the game. Wild hockey tonight, 6.45 pregame. That's the one. There you go. Wild in Calgary tonight. Uh, let's go wild. And I think tonight we get to see uh, at least one more of our new acquisitions. The wing from the Detroit Red Wings is going to be playing, I think, tonight as well. I believe you're right. So it should be interesting. Well, let me uh, let me give you one or two other statements before we go to our CBS News here from this crazy woman, this 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 Natalie Zelesnikar that must have nothing but common sense rattling around in that brain of hers. The capacity to get pregnant rests with being a woman. I think that's a basic thing to be able to say as a legislative body, said Zelesnikar, a Republican from Friedenburg Township. I want to just pause for a second, Kenny, to to take notice of common sense. <laughs> Let me read that again. The capacity to get pregnant rests with being a woman. I think that's a basic thing to be able to say at a legislative body. Amen. Amen, lady. Amen, Natalie. <laughs> Uh, frustrated by Richardson's use of the phrase people with the capacity to get pregnant, Representative Ben Davis of Merrifield asked Richardson to define a woman, which she de- de- declined to do. See, I got to ask the question, Kenny. Do some of these Democrats like this, like this Richardson, do they really believe that a man can get pregnant? Or are they just trying to do this this pronoun garbage, throw out all of the he and she and and simply go with pronoun? 
Who knows what they think, Brad? They're crazy. <laughs> I mean, come on. You can't you can't uh um deal with a crazy person in uh in normal no. terms. I guess not. Uh, this uh, Ben Davidson, again, I asked Richardson, you did not answer my question, and that's fine, Davidson said. I guess I'm sitting here discouraged that there has to be controversy around the definition of a woman. Representative Amanda Lemmingston Jaeger, a DFLer from Woodbury, who has a master's degree in genetics, also addressed the GOP's objections. To say that gender, which is an identifying term, is determined on solely one gene on one pair of chromosomes is inaccurate, she claimed. This woman has a master's degree in genetics, and she still doesn't know that a woman is a woman and a man is a man. <laughs> oh, The bill will now go to the Health, Finance, and Policy Committee for a hearing. Oh, man. Absolutely crazy. Crazy, 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 Kenny. Well, let's go to CBS News before we get too crazy here, and then we'll come back with more on a uh, abbreviated Tuesday morning sound off. KDAL time, 1034, still 29 degrees, sunny and calm at the National Weather Service in Duluth. 25 degrees, fair skies in Eveleth and Hayward at last check, a few clouds, 30 degrees, and the Army Corps of Engineers adjacent to the area lift bridge is 31 degrees. And again, the light winds or virtually no winds, uh, making for a very nice morning. That's a nice deal. When you when you look outside, do you think it's like summer? When you see the sun, do you think it must be 60 no. degrees out there? No, no because okay. we've been stuck in winter for so long now, Brad, that we don't think that. Um, right. Real quickly, yesterday in Duluth, officially 3.2 inches of snow. That puts our seasonal total at 102.7 inches. Now, what did I see this morning in a story I was looking at? I think it was in the Minneapolis paper. We're about four or five records away from the all-time record, aren't we? I mean, there's about four dates where we've had more snow in Minnesota than what we got right now. Um, okay, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think there are like four dates or four, you know, four different dates through the years, through yeah. the multitude of years, where we've actually had more than 110 inches of snow. Oh yes, uh, we've had uh, 18 to be exact. It was that is Wait, it that many? Well, wow. now with this year, okay. we're going to be uh, 19. There was one year, okay. 2000, 2001, we had 99.3, but uh, we are on pace. We are on pace to get 122 inches this winter if things stay normal. And uh, again, we're 32 inches above normal snowfall. The current snow depth is 30 inches. And Marquette, Michigan, yesterday, they're, uh, they get pretty snowy over there, too, Brad. They had oh, yeah. A <laughs> yeah, they certainly do. <laughs> a daily record yesterday in Marquette for March 6th, 6.6 inches, a daily record. Marquette is at 185.1 inches. They are 29 inches above normal. They are currently a 33-inch snow depth. So lots of snow, but we know it's going to melt. Well, Kenny, it's early on. The next presidential election is 2024, correct? I'm going to make a call. Yeah. On the Democratic side, I'm going to tell you who is going to be the presidential contender on the Democratic side. And it's not going to be stumbling, bumbling Joe. It's going to be Michelle Obama. 
Well, we'll see. I, I've been seeing some of that. Is she ready to do this and, and campaign to be president of the United States? I, I, I think she is. I, I think she I think she knows the mood of this country right now. And she knows that she will not have to work hard at all for the main Democratic voting pockets out there. She'll get the black vote. She'll get the Hispanic vote. She'll get the majority of the dyed, hardcore Democratic voters that that went for, you know, that went for her husband and also went for uh, stumbling, bumbling when he was running. So and of course, then she figures, man, I've written books. I have I've done this. I've been on talk shows. I've got a movie out. Uh, I've done all this stuff. I can draw women no matter what color skin they've got. I can draw women. And if she does all of that, she's probably got the shoe in. Well, I so, think Joe would have something to say about that. Among many qualified people, I'm the best qualified people for, person for this job. He's the most qualified no, people not. for the job. I person for the job. <laughs> yeah, that's what he yeah, said. Yeah. Well, whatever. I'm just telling you. Say, did you know that in uh, Minnesota, here, uh, you know, this crazy lunatic group we have down running the Capitol, do you know that uh, we have a, a bill uh, a, uh, that's uh, thinking about being aired that they're going to push out there for reparation, a $100 million reparation bill calls for the state of Minnesota to make a formal apology to the family of George Floyd. Haven't we already done that? I don't think so. Not formally. I mean, we've done every way possible. The bill provides a list of seven items that a state of Minnesota would be required to apologize for, including... The death of George Floyd, Philandro Castile, and Jamar Clark. Minnesota's Democrats have been introduced a $100 million reparation bill that would require the state to issue a formal apology to the family of George Floyd and acknowledge that in the state of Minnesota, we have a system of systematic racism in the state of Minnesota. This bill, of course, is being introduced by Representative Shamaka Hussan, a DFLer from St. Paul. The Minnesota Migration Act begins with a list of findings, and here's their finding. The legislature finds that structural institutionalized racism in Minnesota and all of the American society has led to overwhelming black and white disparity in housing, business investments, economic prosperity, health and wellness, life expectancy, infant mortality. <clears throat> you know what? They don't say anything about education, even though there's a huge disparity in education, probably because if you wanted to, you could educate yourself better if you wanted to. It claims that the reparation for the descendants, descendants of slaves, since nobody in the state of Minnesota was ever a slave before, that I'm aware of anyway, it claims that the reparation for the descendants of slaves are considered the most effective means of breaking down the societal structure related to power, money, and access of resources, and may be the only solution that can be implied intergenerationally and that would be an investment in the future and in reducing disparity. It will make it all better, Kenny, if we can just... Just give those uh, that might somehow be able to prove that 
their family lineage came somehow through slavery somewhere. If we just give them all $100 million, it'll make everything right. <sighs> the bill would not prevent the federal government or local justifications from providing their own reparation. St. Paul is moving forward with a plan to do just that. So we'll, we're going to have every community, every state, every district coming up with some sort of a mea culpa, mea culpa, and giving people uh, money simply because of the color of their skin, because somewhere along the line, maybe a family. And you know what? Somebody's probably going to ask the question. I hate to be the one to do it, but but somebody's going to ask the question. Wait a minute. Are Are you better off here in Minneapolis? than you would be if you were over in uh, Mogadishu or in uh, the bows of uh, the Congo someplace? Well, aren't you better off now because you've had a college education, you got an opportunity to work? Aren't you better off here than you would be where your where you're far distant relatives were dragged out of by, mostly, by the way, by other black slave traders and sold off to people? This state's getting crazy. Listen, we got to do our Minnesota news break. We'll be back after Minnesota news. KDAL time is 10:53, 28 degrees and calm downtown. Got some relaxing jazz, Brad. <laughs> No, don't sleep. Just be calm. <laughs> oh, oh. It's not okay. time to sleep yet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. you no, know, that was very nice music, Ken. That was calming me out. Say, uh, have you had a chance? Well, let me start this by saying this. <clears throat> what was the reason that, uh, that, that Joe Biden, you know, the, uh, the, our president. Oh, we know. What was, the, what was the reason that he picked Kamala Harris as his running mate? And I mean, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. <laughs> well, you couldn't have hit that at a better time. Have you seen this latest video of her? No. At some woman's conference, Kenny, it will make you want to punch the TV. I swear well, to then God, I it for will. sure won't watch it. <laughs> She's sitting there, and she actually says. And I'm paraphrasing here, so don't try to quote me. Oh, but boy. Is it, it's something about she She says, you know, and she's starting already with her giggle routine, you know. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I remember one time asking my mom, Mommy, why are conservatives so bad? <laughs> <sighs> and did she answer herself? <laughs> No, no, she didn't answer herself, but she's cackling like a hyena, like she usually does. Oh, boy. And that was actually the the question, supposedly, that she asked her mother when she was a little girl. Mommy, why are conservatives such bad people? <laughs> I mean, this woman is an insult to the vice presidency of this country. She truly is. But she's done so oh. much, Brad. You know, she is the in charge name of the, name. <laughs> well, she's in charge of the southern border. And and because of that, she has made sure we have no illegal immigration coming across, right? Well, no, not exactly, <laughs> but she's in charge, Brad. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, well, I just, I just wanted to know who to blame for these thousands and thousands of people pouring across the border from every language. And have you seen the list of countries these people have come from? I mean, it's just not the ones in this hemisphere where they could just walk up through South America and come to the Mexican border. No, it's it's from Egypt and Japan and Korea and China. And <laughs> they must swim across the Pacific Ocean or something and then come and say, oh, I got to go to Mexico so I can sneak into the country free. I mean, it's just it, it's bizarre, absolutely bizarre, beyond bizarre. Anyway, listen, we're getting close to the end of this uh, time frame here, and we got an hour left to go. we got a lot to cover this morning. But I want to give you one other thing that's coming. You know, we have heard, and you and I have talked about, Kenny, the fact that the uh, light rail, the metro transit system down in the cities is having a heck of a time keeping ridership going. They're losing money. they got these wonderful-looking uh trains that are supposed to be running all over the place, taking taking veterans down to the VA hospital. They're doing everything under the sun. But people aren't riding it anymore. And yesterday they had a hearing at the state capitol to find out why it is, why this is the problem. And they interviewed a number of people that had volunteered to come and speak. One uh, one lady, uh, her name was Aiden Kilgan. She's 28. Uh, she said the drug use is out of control. There are fentanyl wrappers all over the floor of the train, one regular transit rider told lawmakers. Um, Metropolitan Airport Commissioner Associate Vice President Mitch, Mitch Killen told lawmakers last week that the amount of open drug use on the Met Transit system is just incredible. And it's not marijuana use. It's crack and things like that. Open pipe smoking right in the open next to our passengers is a very regular occurrence for us, he said. This was brought up because uh, they're trying to uh, put, they're trying to get a bill supported and pushed forward to address the deteriorating conditions in the Metro Transit light rail, uh, which con- which connects the two terminals at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. The testimony that you heard today, we are regularly hearing these stories at the airport from employees, from passengers, from people that ride the light rail, Killen said. The increase since 2018 is onerous on the number of complaints and safety issues. We need, according to Brad Tapke, a DFLer from Shakopee, sponsoring the bill, we need a three-month intensive intervention program uh, to help reset the culture on the light light, uh, rail trains. You know, maybe the first thing would be, I don't know, maybe requiring people to pay a toll when they get on and not allow them to jump the turnstiles. Just a thought. Anyway, we'll be back with our number two coming up shortly. 